Justin Watson wide left for the Chiefs. Tight trips. All tight ends in the game. Now Kelsey, the outside tight end, goes in motion, stands up, play fake for Mahomes in the pocket, throws the ball wide open, middle of the field to the goal line, and that is going to be a touchdown for, nope, yeah, touchdown Blake Bell. Bell was between the hash marks all by himself, then got knocked down by Kareem Jackson, but they say the football broke the plane, although they are still talking about it, but it looks like this will be a touchdown of 17 yards, Patrick Mahomes to Blake Bell. And that got courtesy of 850-KOA, Dave Logan on the call on that one. Broncos fall to the Chiefs yesterday. The belldozer, Blake Bell, number former Oklahoma quarterback. Kind of uh, Tim Tebow-ish, more of a runner than a passer. Uh, yeah. Of course, the NFL has been a pretty good blocking tight end for the Kansas City Chiefs. To compliment Travis Kelsey. So the Broncos lose yesterday. And the report out this morning from Mike Florio, Pro Football Talk, that the Broncos have reached out to Michigan coach Jim Harbaugh. Harbaugh and the Wolverines falling in the college football playoff semifinals to TCU out in uh, Arizona this past uh, Saturday where uh, John was out there. Well, my team did not get the win, but the experience of the game was still worth it. It's a good way to look at it, John. Oh, got a picture of uh, of the stadium in Phoenix. What State Farm Field? Sure, the toaster oven. Yeah, yeah exactly. Looks like there's plenty of good seats available at this point in the uh, experience. Got some more. I'm going to throw in the microwave. Maybe that was really early. Maybe, maybe so. Uh, <laughs> from Friday. Uh, Guru Gary, happy farewell tour, PD. I enjoy your enjoy your farewell year, and we hope you continue to grace the airwaves with your wit and humor. It's very nice of the Guru. A text Friday we didn't get a chance to get to from Greg Marmalard, Faber College student body I president. Heard from him in a while. Maybe that double secret probation is something else. I know, kidding. Uh, well, he did end up going to prison. He worked for uh, President Nixon. Yeah, maybe. Maybe he did. I don't know. Good, good morning. <laughs> Just kidding, Greg. Just kidding, good, mo- Greg. good morning, Jim and Buckeye. Uh, I've been MIA forever, but I had a chance to tune in this morning. Just wanted to say hello. Good morning from Greg Marmalard. Oh, look at there. Good morning to you, Greg. Hopefully you're listening today as well. Uh, from Mountain Dave up in Colburn. Good morning, guys. This is from Friday. I know nothing about hockey, but that was a fun segment when we had uh, Jackson, Jackson Wilson, Wilson comes in from River City Sportplex every Friday. Now you go nuts with the Pope. Great way to start the day, laughing at the silly stuff in sports. Have a great New Year, guys. You too. Dave, you too as well. All right, so your thoughts about Jim Harbaugh. Mike Florio, who reported last year that Harbaugh was going to interview with the Vikings. And people are like, no, he's not. And he did. Mm-hmm. So there's interest on the part of Harbaugh to come back to the NFL, to come back and win a Super Bowl. And Harbaugh's record, 44-19-1, when he was the Niners coach from 2011 to 2014. Took the Niners to the Super Bowl, 2012. Well, he lost to his brother, John. The Ravens, the power went out. What, New Orleans, right? Yes, I believe so. 
And so Mike Florio reporting that that the Broncos have contacted Jim Harbaugh about the job. And also that uh, this goes along with the Broncos doing their homework on Harbaugh, according to Ian Rappaport and Tom Pelissero at the NFL Network. So it's it's not just Florio that's saying this. So Florio is the one. They're, they're saying Rappaport, the rap sheet, and Pelissero that the Broncos are doing a deep dive on Jim Harbaugh, which there's a relationship with Condoleezza Rice, going back to the Stanford days. And so there's that. They can pick her brain about about what Harbaugh brings to the table. And from Florio, it's about how Denver has reached out to Harbaugh to talk with him about the job. And according to both the rap sheet and Pelissero, that Denver is very interested in Sean Payton and Dan Quinn. So, what, if you're a Broncos fan, what when you hear Jim Harbaugh, what do you think when you hear that? How Do you feel like Harbaugh's the right guy to be in charge of this football team? Obviously, the track record at San Francisco was, was pretty darn good. I mean, he took him to a Super Bowl. He's the kind of culture-building CEO kind of guy that, that the Broncos of the Greg Pinner kind of referenced the other day and George Payton. Mm-hmm. I, Big personality. I could see Peyton and him not getting along, and George Peyton probably not being the this team's GM moving forward. My question, though, I and maybe this is on the semantics. Like, what exactly? Like, are they hiring Dick Tracy to look into Jim Harbaugh's background? Like, Stanford, San Francisco, Michigan. Like, I mean, San Diego how, University of San Diego. Very but, early in his right, career, but like, how? far under the surface is any stuff that they're looking for maybe potential qualifiers or disqualifiers right like what a, we, we're gonna do a dig dig deep and like a big dive and like what how deep are you so they're diving? doing so they're doing their homework i don't know how i don't know how isn't deep. that just a cursory wikipedia search at this point <laughs> well i think you you want to talk to people that know him and like a u g h like Condoleezza Rice and and others. I think you want to talk to people that know him, particularly somebody right. that's one of your on your you know one of your minority owners that that knows him and has a relationship with him. I just, it, they made it sound like they're you know have these gumshoes and PIs that are going to be digging through his trash, right? We're going to do a big dive, a, d- a deep dive on Jim Harbaugh. It's, like, it's day number four yeah. outside Jim Harbaugh's house in Ann Arbor. Like a bunch of five guys rappers sitting on the floor of the passenger Go, seat. Going through his trash once yeah. again. You don't want to have he goes a... Through, he goes through a lot of khakis. I don't think he wears a pair of khakis more than once. You want to have the manual seat so if somebody pulls out of the driveway, you could drop down real quick <laughs> and then put it back up and drive away. Yeah, it doesn't work as well with the, the electric seat. Oh, I saw you. Oh, I, you right there across yep. the street. Jim Harbaugh and his khakis and his milk. What are you doing? <laughs> Uh, we're doing a deep dive on your background. Can you please not secure your trash so tightly? We'd like to look through it, I mean, and 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 look for what I'm. I'm just. I don't. That's the thing. I'm, I don't know. We're doing. I mean, it's. I mean, it's fine doing homework because you want to do talk, our homework. You want to talk to people that have worked with him. 
have coached with him. Right. People at the Niners organization that knew him. What was that like? What are some potential red flags? What are some potential issues here? I'm I'm fine with that. And maybe that's appealing to the most dumbest fan in the fan base of any team, right? We're going to do our homework because that fan would think that you just hired a guy that whose name came across the ticker. Whereas most fans are like, well, yeah, they're going to interview the guy and talk to him and look at his numbers and his resume and the whole thing. But that doesn't really... Pelissero and Rappaport have to have something to report. Right. That's what they do. And even if it's the most mundane, duh. Yeah, we're going to do our homework. Well, duh. Yeah, I'd like to think you're going to probably talk to some people that have worked with Harbaugh. Yes, I'm I'm making that assumption that you're not just going to go, hey, that guy was in the semifinals again. The Denver Broncos are going to actually ask Jim Harbaugh to be their coach. Oh, you mean they're not just going to announce it? (laughs) There's an interview process, right? Rooney Rule, all that stuff that has to to happen first. Like you mean they're actually going to talk to him and ask him if he wants to accept before they offer him the job? Who does that? All right, who do we have on the Chick Fil A breakfast team phone line? This is Sam from Fruit. Okay, good morning, Sam. Hope you had a happy New Year, sir. Good to hear from you, Samuel. Good morning, Jim Davis, and happy New Year to you. Um, you know the game yesterday was uh, it was kind of refreshing. Hmm. Uh, you know, it, it's odd that the Broncos always play the Chiefs pretty tough. I mean, granted, they've been losing to them forever. But it's usually a, it's usually a pretty competitive, pretty close game, and, and this, was, uh, this was no exception. Um, you know, the thing that I was most pleased with is after months of watching Hackett stand on the sidelines with this where am I and what am I supposed to be doing here? Look on his face. Rossberg is out there and he's pretty animated. I don't think we'd have seen that much action out of uh, out of Hackett if somebody set him on fire. Yeah, there was a, there was a lot of deer in the headlights looks from Nathaniel Hackett of what am I? I mean, in decisions he made obviously early on in the season. That's why they brought in Jerry Rossberg. Just you, you just. He looked like he was so out of his element being a head coach. And oh. it was nice to see Jerry Rosberg, who who was got fiery at times yesterday, definitely engaged on the sidelines. And if something had dusted up on the sidelines as opposed to the Rams game, I think Jerry Rosberg would have been very well aware of it and would have dealt with it. As yeah. opposed to Nathaniel Hackett, well, I, I didn't even know that was going on with Reisner and Rippon. I didn't even know that was happening. Yeah, he was uh, he was definitely lost from the minute he stepped uh, off the plane in Denver. Yeah, there's little doubt about that. But I I thought the offense looked pretty good at times yesterday. Not not great. The offensive line still is not it's not great. It's never it's not going to be great until they they do a massive overhaul of that unit. But I thought Russ played well for the most part. Um, you know, Okuegbunam, who's who's been like a kid on a milk carton. It's like, uh, where's he been? Well, we got to see him, you know, get some action yesterday, and it, and it paid off with the touchdown catch, and and it was nice to see him finally get an opportunity where Denver needs to evaluate where they are with Albert Okuwegunam and whether or not he's going to be part of this team moving forward. With you know now with him and Dolchich, I think let's see what happens to the Chargers game, and hopefully Okuwegunam, who Chargers are not very good at covering the tight ends, maybe this is a chance for Okuwegunam to make another another, I guess, build on a case 
to keep him part of this roster in 2023. Yeah, I, th- I think you're right there. It's uh, It was nice to see him on the field, and he actually made some positive uh, moves and got that touchdown. It was great. Uh, you know, I, I often wonder if maybe the Chiefs just play down to the Broncos. But then, you know, they... They uh, they've gotten in the habit lately of uh, uh, waiting for the fourth quarter from Mahomes to turn things around and pull it out. So maybe that's just the way they've been working lately. I don't know. Uh, Harbaugh is uh, head coach is uh, would be kind of exciting. I don't know if it's going to happen or not, but uh, it, it's certainly nice to think about. It's he certainly will be if he's interested very much in the mix. I think there's there's little little doubt about that. Hey, Sam, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Good to hear from you, my friend. Have a great day. You too. All right. Sam from Fruta with us this morning. And you look at how things have gone. Of course, now 15 straight losses of the Broncos to the Chiefs. You know, they, they've lost yesterday, 27-24. Lost a couple weeks ago, 34-28 in Denver. Last year in Denver was a 28-24 game. Lost to Kansas City, 22-9 before that. 22-16 prior to that. this These back-to-back games in this season have actually been two of the more competitive back-to-backs for the Broncos during this 15-game losing streak. They did lose 2018-27-23 and 27-24, so they, they did lose a couple of really close games during that stretch. But, I mean, for the most part, I mean, you go back to 2021, they lost 22-9, the uh, same season, 22-16. Prior to that, 43-16, 23-3, to 30-6. to At a seven-point loss, 30-23 to in 2018. But this has been one of the rare back-to-back in, you know, in a season where Denver's mm-hmm. had a, a couple of one-score losses to the Chiefs. So um, maybe that's that's something for you today, Broncos country. Sure. That's something yeah. for you. I don't don't know what that something is, but it's it's a, a small small nugget of encouragement, I guess, with this football team. All right, uh, text or call us nine seven zero two four two thirteen forty. Jim, along with the Buckeye Boy from the Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios, the most trusted name in automobiles. And uh, coming up, we'll play the number game. So make sure you join us. For that, uh, here on the Jim Davis Show, your chance to win a case of Coors Original from High Country Beverage. All right, it is time to go around the National Football League this morning. And we will start things out with yesterday's matchup. Cardinals aren't going to the playoffs. Falcons, yeah, they're, they're still there in that conversation, right? As far as the playoffs go, but they're very much on the on the fringe, probably not going to get in. Falcons get the win. They're now six and ten. Cardinals are four and twelve. Falcons in the battle of the birds with a one point victory, twenty to nineteen. Is Desmond Ritter one sixty nine getting to start again over where the heck is uh, Marcus Mariota? Where in the world is Marcus Mariota? David Blau gets to start for Arizona. Two hundred twenty two yards and a touchdown yesterday as the Falcons get the victory over the Cardinals 20 to 19. Yeah, we had the uh the Falcons get the win, but uh, they're 
playoff chances were toast. Uh, fourth quarterback in 20 days for the Cardinals. I can't imagine why they weren't able to win that game. Fourth starting quarterback in as many games for the Cardinals. That's that's usually not a good sign of success. Right? Not a good sign at all. And no. uh, good job by the stadium crew there at Mercedes-Benz. Worked through the night from uh, New Year's Eve into New Year's Day to get that field changed over from Peach Bowl exactly. to yes, and I'm sorry. Falcons. Fal- Falcons officially eliminated. My apologies. They're officially out. So your teams that are out, Texans, Bears, Cardinals, Broncos, Colts, Rams, Falcons, Raiders, Panthers, Browns, Saints, Jets, and the Commanders all out of the playoffs. We'll take a look at uh, who's still in contention coming up here at the end of Around the NFL. You know who still is on that list? Spoiler alert. Our Detroit Lions, Jim. There are are Lions. Our Lions, the fighting knee biters, Dan Campbell's crew, putting a pasting on the Bears. 41-10. Jared Goff, 21 completions to 10 different receivers. Three touchdowns. Jamal Williams, 144 yards and a touchdown. Uh, St. Brown, Chark, Raymond, Swift, Mitchell, Wright, Williams, Zilstra, Reynolds, Cabinda, all with catches for the Lions. Jared Goff has committed two turnovers, one fumble, one interception. Since Halloween, the Bears are 8-8. Eight and eight. Go get them, Dan Campbell. And the Brown, or in, in Brown for the Lions... 100 catches in the season. Yep. And the first, what, line to do that since Megatron, if, if I remember correctly. Yeah, probably. Calvin Anderson. Yeah, I don't, I don't Calvin, know any other Calvin receiver An- that Calvin had. Anderson. Um, Johnson. Calvin Johnson, thank you. Hmm? It's Monday. Did you want to play your sound? Didn't there, isn't there some sound to go with that? Oh, I, there is. I totally forgot. That's yeah, okay. My bad. I couldn't remember Calvin Johnson's name. Uh, where is it? Okay. Yeah, three, two, one. Goff. Spins, throws, caught, it's swift to the end zone. Another touchdown. Second today for DeAndre Swift. New year, new me. Not really. Uh, Bears fall to three and way more than three. Three and 13, I think. All right, move on to the Dolphins taking on the Patriots. AFC East showdown as New England gets a 23-21 win. Patriots... They are now 8-8 eight eight on the season, with the Dolphins also 8-8. Eight eight. Mac Jones, 2-3 yards, couple touchdowns yesterday. Teddy Bridgewater in for Tua Tonga-Viola, who is out once again on concussion protocol. Former Bronco quarterback, 161 touchdown and a pick yesterday. Jeff Wilson Jr., 45 yards on the ground. And Kendrick uh, Bourne, uh, excuse me, pardon me, uh, yesterday on the ground, it was uh, Ramonde Stevenson with 42 yards to lead the Patriots. Patriots get the 23-21 victory. Dolphins 0-3 when Tua doesn't start. That's not a great uh, stat line to have, especially with the concussion-prone Tua Tonga by Ola, right? And so the, the Dolphins are still in you know playoff, the playoff chase at 8-8. Eight eight. Patriots right now will be the last team in as a wild card. I hope they don't get in. I just hate the Patriots. Daniel Jones, 177 yards, passing two touchdowns, ran for 91, and two more scores as the Giants paced the Colts 38-10. 24 points in the second quarter for the Giants, including a pick six. It's Foles to the end. Intercepted by the aforementioned Collins. You can kiss him goodbye. 
38-10. Giants move to 9-6-1. First playoff burst since 2016. The Colts have at least a turnover, at least one, in 15 of 16 games this season. Remember, they started November at 3-4-1. Lost to the Patriots, got Frank Reich fired, and hey, they won in... Uh, in Las Vegas, maybe Jeff Saturday knows what... No, he doesn't. He he really doesn't. He really does Three quarterbacks later, they've lost six straight, and they play Houston to finish the season in a game fives of people are going to watch. The Philadelphia Eagles had to start Gardner Minshew again. Minshew mm-hmm. didn't have a terrible game. 274 touchdown and a pick. But the Eagles lose their third game of the season. They're now 13-3. and They lose to Andy Dalton. And the Saints, 20 to 10 yesterday as New Orleans moves to 7 to 9. Second down and eight. Quick throw is picked off. Marshawn Lattimore read it. And a pick six in his first game back. Go Bucks, right there. Marshawn Lattimore with the pick six. Dalton 204 threw a pick yesterday. That was not him. That was Minshew that threw the pick on that one. Alvin Kamara had 74 yards on the ground. And Rashid uh, Shahid had six catches for 79 yards to lead the Saints. Devontae Smith, nine catches, 115 yards yesterday with Miles Sanders leading the Eagles ground attack, 12 carries, 61 yards. But the Saints get the win over the Eagles yesterday, 20-10. to 10. Cameron Jordan setting the Saints all-time sack record with uh, 115 and a half, by the way. Don't forget the half. Uh, Eagles scoreless at the half for the first time this season. It's week 17. A pretty good, pretty good team there. In uh, filthy Delphia. Not too bad. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are your NFC South champions. Could still finish below 500, but they win the division because Tom Brady, 34 of 45, 432, three touchdowns, including all, well, not including, all of them to Mike Evans. He's pretty good. 10 catches, 207 yards, and a nice long TD pass that Tom Brady can still sling the rock. Chris Godwin, not to be outdone, nine catches for 120 yards. So Evans and Godwin, 19 for 327 and three touchdowns. The Bucs can still be dangerous when they want to be. The uh, Panthers held a 14-to-zip lead in this game and lost 30-24. to They fall to 6-10, and and they are officially out of playoff contention. Bucks, by the way, and Evans, season high in receptions. Receiving yardage and touchdowns yesterday. And just uh, he was just two yards shy of a career 209 yards that he had against Washington. So it was a big day yesterday. Yeah, it was. For, uh, for Mike Evans. Your Browns get the victory over the Commanders 24 to 10. Browns are now 7 and 9. Commanders 7, 8, and 1. Deshaun Watson 169. Three touchdowns. Starting to look more like the Deshaun Watson that they made that big trade for. Nick Chubb had 104 yards on the ground yesterday to uh, lead the Browns' rushing attack. Amari Cooper, three catches, 105 yards, a couple of touchdowns yesterday. Carson Wentz back at the helm. Eh. A sinking commander's ship. 143 yards through the air. Not one, not two, but three interceptions yesterday. Brian Robinson, who's played really well since coming off the injured list after Mm -hmm. he he was shot. 87 yards yesterday. Logan Thomas, the uh, commander's tied in six catches, 56 yards for the former Virginia Tech quarterback turned tight end several years ago. But the Browns get the win yesterday, 24-10. The commander's lone touchdown came on a drive that started at their own four-yard line. 
that 96-yard drive was 96 of Washington's 260 total yards of offense. Like a third of their offense came on one drive. Carson Wentz is not good. No. That's just all there is to There's an XFL team waiting for him out there. The AAFL for Carson Wentz. Uh, Going to Houston is uh, pretty fun for a lot of teams in the NFL. Houston goes winless at home. Uh, They didn't go completely beaten at home. They got that tie, remember? Ties count. Ties matter. 0-7-1 for the Texans who kicked a field goal yesterday. Jacksonville, Trevor Lawrence, not great. 17-21, 152 an interception. C.J. Beathard came in there. He also threw an interception, 5 of 8 passing. Travis Etienne, 9 carries for 108 yards and a touchdown. Jamichael Hasty with a touchdown. Snoop Connor, not Snoop Dogg. He had a touchdown on the ground as well. Jacksonville, the scrappy fighting Doug Petersons are 8 and 8 as well. Yeah, Doug Peterson, Dan Campbell, both 8 and 8. Yesterday you had the well the two former um neighbors in the Bay Area mm-hmm. once upon a time, the Raiders when they were in Oakland taking on San Francisco. This was in Vegas yesterday where Jared Stidham made his first NFL start mm-hmm. after the benching of Derek Carr. Stidham wasn't terrible yesterday. Three actually most passing yards for a first-time Raiders starting quarterback in the history of the franchise. Yeah. He threw for 365, three touchdowns, a couple of picks yesterday, but it was not enough as the Raiders fall to the San Francisco 49ers 37-34. Brock Purdy was once again pretty good. 284, two touchdowns and a pick yesterday. Christian McCaffrey, he's really he good pretty really much good. all the time. 19 carries, 121 yards and a touchdown yesterday. Josh Jacobs had 69 yards and a touchdown for the Raiders yesterday. But San Francisco, they're right there behind Philadelphia mm-hmm. as far as maybe being the number one seed in the NFC. But the Niners now 12-4. and four, The Raiders slip to 6-10. and 10. If Philly loses this weekend and San Francisco wins, Niners are your number one seed. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the Raiders, though, they set an NFL record yesterday, so that's good for them. Uh, the bad news is it's their fifth loss when leading by 10 points or more in the second half. So NFL record, good. NFL record for bad defense, uh, bad. Bad. Seattle scored 95 seconds into their game against the Jets uh, yesterday. It's their first lead since week 13, and they held on to win 23-6 over the Jets. Mike White was back 23-46, 240 at a very Zach Wilson-esque two interceptions. Geno Smith, two touchdowns, former uh, punched-in-the-face Jets quarterback, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, 19, 18 of 29, 183, couple touchdowns. Kenneth Walker the third, 23 carries, 133 yards. And the uh, Seahawks are 8-8 eight and eight with a chance to get into the playoffs still. Remember when it looked like Green Bay was dead in the water? There was, yeah. no, there was no chance for them to be a playoff team. So you're saying there's a chance because the Packers absolutely thump the Vikings 41 to 17 at Lambeau yesterday as uh, Aaron Rodgers the numbers have been very very pedestrian for Rodgers rushing attack played a big role in the success yesterday in their defense but 159 yards and a touchdown for Rodgers with uh, Aaron Jones 14 carries 111 yards in the ground AJ Dillon had a touchdown yesterday as well 
for the, the Green Bay Packers. They can get a win against Detroit coming up this weekend. They would put themselves into the NFC playoffs as a wild card. Kirk Cousins, 205, touched out through three picks yesterday. Yeah, he did. A rough, rough day for him. And they really shut down Justin Jefferson, who had a huge game against him the last time. He had one catch for 15 yards, and he was losing his mind throughout the game. Mm-hmm. He was constantly on the verge of just imploding. Didn't he spike a helmet and hit an official, or he is that had, somebody else? He ripped his helmet off, and he... When he whipped it off, he kind of he was near a official out his back to him and kind of bumped into him. Oh, was very lucky that league office sent him. A nothing FedEx. happened at that moment, but big win for the Packers. Yeah, a win against Detroit puts them into the playoffs. So Minnesota falls to twelve and four. They have a minus nineteen point differential. Their four losses: 17, 37, 11, and twenty four. Uh, their defense is not particularly very no. good. Uh, in a game that uh, would battle for Los Angeles, very Rage Against the Machine-esque, Rams and Chargers played at SoFi, and the home team won. The Chargers were the home team on the scoreboard. They won. Justin Herbert threw two touchdowns on 21 of 28 passing for 212. Austin Eckler, 10 carries, 122 yards, a couple of rushing touchdowns, four catches for 39 yards for Austin Eckler. You might be like, eh, all right, that's not... Great. Austin Eckler is the fifth running back in NFL history to have 100 catches. He also leads the NFL with 18 combined touchdowns this season. And two of the five running backs to have 100 catches are Chargers. LaDainian Tomlinson. Uh, Larry Centers, Matt Forte, and Christian McCaffrey has done it twice. Chargers beat the Rams 31-10. to All right, in your Sunday night game last night, two AFC North rivals as Pittsburgh Upends Baltimore 16 to 13 last night. Kenny Pickett 168 and a touchdown. Najee Harris had 111 yards on the ground. Pat Fryermuth with three catches for 38 yards. They think it really kind of really distributed the ball with his receivers in that game. With Deontay Johnson had a couple of catches, 35 yards. Steven Sims had three catches for 34 yards. Tyler Huntley once again playing for the injured Lamar Jackson. 130 a touchdown and a pick. J.K. Dobbins had 93 yards on the ground with Mark Andrews, who is typically the go-to guy in that passing attack for the Ravens. Nine catches, 100 yards. Right now, the Ravens are in the playoffs. Steelers are in the conversation. Here's your teams that are in the hunt for one of the, the final wild card spot. Jacksonville, New England, Miami, Pittsburgh, and Tennessee are still in the hunt for the playoffs in the AFC. And the NFC, Giants clinched their playoff spot. So now it's the Seahawks, the Lions, and the Packers that still have a chance in that final wild card spot. I love the NFL and the way their tiebreakers shake out. Technically, the Jets have a better record than the Tennessee. Both are at 7-9 and nine because of winning percentage in conference games. Both teams could win this weekend, and only Tennessee would get into the playoffs. Wow. Of course, tonight we have Cincinnati-Buffalo pregame at 5.30 for that one. They're already in. Exactly. Both, yeah, both those teams already into the playoffs. Should be a good one tonight, though. Josh Allen against Joe Burrow. All right, coming up, we'll have our uh, Browns cremation and funeral service. Good call, bad call. Uh, That's coming up in just a little bit. Also, our Mighty Mavs as well. And want to welcome aboard a new sponsor, Preston Lee at Country Financial 
This is the uh, the Preston Lee Country Financial Hour, and he believes in building relationships, supporting the community, and serving others. Have a chat and let him help you protect the things that are important to you. Google him at Preston Lee Country Financial. So welcome him aboard. We appreciate that. Preston Lee at uh, Country Financial. This is the uh, Preston Lee Country uh, Financial Hour here on the Jim Davis Show. And coming up next, they said we'll have uh, the number game and also good call, bad call. That's on the way on the Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network. We're going to be here a while. Would you like to talk? Talk to me! The Jim Davis Show on Colorado's sports leader, the team. Double tight end set, wing right. That's Oakwake, Bonham, and Saubert. Judy inside of Sutton, slot left. Wilson under center. Do you take a shot here in second and a foot? Yep, play fake. Wilson in the pocket. Home run ball. He's got Oakwake, Bonham! Touchdown, Denver! Wilson to Albert O. 25 yards on the play. And for Albert Oakwake-Banam, his first touchdown catch of the season, his eighth catch of the season, he had five in the opener against Seattle. Welcome back, Albert O. All right, Dave Logan calling yesterday's Broncos loss to the Chiefs. Albert Oakwake-Banam seeing his first real substantial action in a long time. It's been a healthy scratch in nine games this season. And yesterday after uh, his big game, he had the chance to talk with Susie Wurgen. Albert Okawebanon, this is your uh, first game active in seven games. You haven't had a catch since Indy, but boy, what a game for you today and a touchdown. I know you didn't get the win in the end, but it had to feel good for you and seeing this offense do some things they haven't done in a while. Yeah, I mean, obviously very grateful for getting another opportunity you know, late in the season. Glad I could uh, capitalize on some opportunities. Um, you know, unfortunately, we didn't get the win, but, you know, I'm proud of the guys on how hard we played, um, you know, and we battled all the way to the end. Um, so overall, I'm, thank- I'm thankful for that. It's been a weird week this week at the facility with Coach Hackett getting fired, Jerry being the interim coach. What has been the vibe, and, and how did this team kind of rally around the changes this week? Exactly. You know, it's been a tough week. You know, a lot of crazy uh, events have unfolded, but, you know, and, and like I said, it's, it's, it's a testament, and I'm proud of the guys. It's a testament of, of our hard work, dedication, and I just love the way everybody fought. You know, despite, despite the outside stuff going on, um, you know, overall, I'm, I'm we didn't come away with the win, but I'm but I'm proud I'm proud of our guys. I think a lot of people thought you guys were going to get trounced after what happened to you know in L.A. And so now, can you take what's happened here and bring it into the uh, last game of the season? Yeah, I mean that was a point of emphasis. You know, despite what happened last week and all the changes that have happened, you know, we made the decision to, to come out here and bite our butts off and and do anything we can to come out with the win. Unfortunately, that didn't happen, but you know, you can't say we didn't fight today. All right, Albert, thank you, appreciate it. All right, there's Albert Okuwegbunam had the touchdown catch yesterday and the Broncos lost to the Chiefs. And the Broncos will find out today what day and what time they'll be playing that uh, the NFL will will announce the, the schedule for this coming weekend. I hope it's today. I've seen some stuff where they're like, well, we're going to wait till after Bill's Bengals tonight. Well, that's going to suck. <laughs> yeah. Because some of uh, us need to schedule things, you know. Exactly. For- broadcast and whatnot exactly and so it looks like that the chiefs raiders titans jags they'll be on saturday and so um chiefs are still very much in the conversation to be the the top seed in the afc and then they're going to have the the afc south title battle between the the titans and the jags looks like they're going to set that for saturday night 
and so the rest of the games are supposed to come out today mm-hmm. at some point. Fingers crossed. So we'll see when the Broncos, they will, we know they'll be playing over in Denver in Powerfield yep. a mile high. We just don't know the day or the time yet, but you'll hear the game right here on the team nonetheless. And of course, tonight, Monday Night Football on the team. Kevin Harlan and Kurt Warner. Cincinnati scores off against Buffalo tonight pregame at 5.30 for that one. All right, it is 8.39. Jim along with the Buckeye Boy today from the Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios, the most trusted name in automobiles. And uh, this hour, by the way, is the Preston Lee Country Financial Hour. And he believes in building relationships, supporting the community, and serving others. Have a chat and let him help you protect the things that are important to you. Google him at Preston Lee Country Financial. Appreciate him coming on board with us here on the Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network. All right. We'll have uh, our Browns cremation and funeral service good call, bad call coming up in a couple of minutes. Also, our Mighty Maps for the weekend as well. But uh, right now, we need to play the number game. Let's play the number game on the Jim Davis Show. Yes, first correct answer on the Chick-fil-A text line, 970-242-1340. Gets a delicious case of Coors Banquet, courtesy of our friends at High Country Beverage. The answer is always a number. So if you text in Rockies, you're going to be wrong. But the Rockies are part of this number game, kind of. With the book closed on 2022, we're looking back at busy sports days in Denver. Over the course of last calendar year, how many times did three of the four major sports teams in Denver play on the same day. I'll narrow it down. I'll give you a hint. All of the occurrences happened in an eight-day span. So it's going to be fewer than nine, I guess. I just completely uh, blew up a little bit, but you still have a lot of uh, numbers to guess there. First correct one gets a case of Coors Banquet. All right, so if you won the last two weeks, please sit it out. You must Mm -hmm. be 21 or older. Text your answer in now. Chick-fil-A breakfast team phone line, 970-242-1340. Coming up, good call, bad call, and our Mighty Mavs from the weekend. That's next on the Jim Davis Show. Stay by the radio. You are listening to the Jim Davis Show on the team, 101 FM, 1340 AM, Grand Junction. Welcome back, 845. Jim and the Buckeye Boy. Do we have a winner yet for the number game today? We have a winner, but no name. Okay, so... We're waiting on the name. So the winning answer... Is three. Okay. Uh, Rockies, Avs, Nuggets played three times on the same day between April 16th and April 24th of 2022. Only three times it happened... Uh, Rockies won all three days. Avs went one and two. Nuggets went one and two on each respective uh, day. So the, the Rockies need the Nuggets and the Avs to play on the same day they do more often. Yeah, if they work in the Broncos too, but <laughs> yeah. turns out that's not correct. But yes, that was three. Uh, three times did three of the four major sports teams in Denver all play on the same day. Not once including the Broncos. Okay, so we're still waiting, though, for, for a, a name. A name. But okay. We have a correct answer. All right, very good. Congratulations, and whoever you are, please send us your name 
on the Chick-fil-A Breakfast Team phone line, 970-242-1340. All right, it's time for Good Call, Bad Call. Was that a good call, or did they totally blow it? It's Good Call or Bad Call. And it's brought to you by Brown's Cremation and Funeral Service. A good call. Make your arrangements now. Don't wait until you're gone. And you have to drop that responsibility in the lap of your family members. Do it today. Get a hold of Brown's Cremation and Funeral Service. Start out with yesterday's game where Cortland Sutton makes one heck of a catch. About a 40-yard-plus catch. Broncos had the lead in the third quarter at that time. Looks like it's going to be a big play. And they end up ruling that it's offensive pass interference against Cortland Sutton. And look, everybody that would, I think it was what Gene Steratore, I believe, was the rules official that they brought in. It's like, that uh, didn't really look like offensive pass interference to me because the defensive back was mm-hmm. pushing Sutton and then Sutton kind of pushed him back. Yeah. That, that he thought that was just normal hand fighting. They didn't lose the game because of that play, but that would have been a Big moment in that football game it was a 40-yard completion to Cortland Sutton, who made a, a great catch between two defenders. Certainly did not help the Broncos. It was a bad call. Jerry Rosberg's like, look, I, I know what happens in this league when you criticize officiating doesn't usually go well. I'm just going to say it was unfortunate, but it was a bad call yesterday. Yeah, and uh, this is not my good call, bad call, but to kind of tie into that, mark the tape, John, Jim, Mike, Mike, uh, Michigan got kind of screwed a little bit. There was a targeting call at the end of that game that was reversed from TCU when Michigan last gassed the whole thing, so they kind of got the shaft. Otherwise, well-deserved loss for uh, Michigan. Uh, Good call, bad call. The expanded CFP should take a page out of the NFL's book and try to play across multiple days when it comes to the playoffs. Yes. That's a good call. It gives every game the spotlight instead of having to play two playoff games at the same time. That would not be very fun. One final good call, bad call. Goes back to what you were talking about with the Mm -hmm. Michigan-TCU game. Roman Wilson got jobbed. Michigan got jobbed on because, number one, they spotted the penalty wrong. Mm -hmm. And if they would have spotted it where it should have been, then that would have been easily a touchdown. It was a touchdown anyway. When Wilson caught it, he broke the plane. Yeah, He rolls into the end zone. But then they fumble. Then they fumble it on the next play. Right. So, I mean, it was a you're at the one inch line. So it's not like, I mean, their mistake kept them from scoring there. Mm-hmm. But I, they also got job because it should have been yeah. a touchdown by Roman Wilson. I, I he had control before he went in. Yep. And that's the problem with the NCAA rule of you're down, you're down where you're at. Sorry, he did not. I don't think he had control. But if he did. He's down right there. I think that was the wrong part of the call. Like, they spotted it where he was down. I just don't think he had had the control of the football to be marked down. I thought he got that across yeah, the plane. That he that he yeah. he started to catch it. The ball moved. Right. When he was on his back, he was about the one-inch line. And then mm-hmm. where he, when he actually grabs control of it, he's on the goal line. Yeah. Otherwise, there's blatant cheating by Michigan. Not called all game, <laughs> I'm sure. Oh, just you know, didn't see it, but on review, they I'm probably sure. cheated a lot. But even you are willing to admit they got jobbed on that play. Yeah, I'm still glad they lost. But they also fumbled it on the next play. Right. They 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 did have it at the one inch line, and I just don't want them to yeah. have excuses when they lose. Like we got jobbed. 
Although they did. All right. It's time. The final moments here in the 8 o'clock hour for Mighty Mavs today. Best of CMU Sports. It's Mighty Mavs on the Jim Davis Show. All right, Maverick basketball team's on the road this last weekend. Probably caught part of the action here on the uh, Team CMU Sports Network. Maverick men getting the sweep this weekend, beating CSU Pueblo and New Mexico Highlands. For the Maverick women, well, they split, losing a, a close one to CSU Pueblo and then beating New Mexico Highlands on Saturday. Monica Brooks, 18.7 rebounds, three assists, and two steals in the Maverick women's win against Highlands. And for my uh, mighty Maverick man, Christopher Speller, 14 points off the bench against New Mexico Highlands, one of his better games of the season for Mike DeGeorge. I'm going to go on the women's side, Kylie Kravig, 15-7-4 in the win over Highlands on Saturday. Nice balanced effort. At one point, she was the RMAX leading assist sister, uh, Wordsmith, but I'm not sure if she's still there, but she had four uh, in the game against Highlands, and then Blaze three, 16 and 13 rebounds in the win against Highlands on Saturday as my mighty Maverick men's player. All right. So congratulations to uh, both those Maverick basketball players, and we'll have uh, Maverick basketball coming up on Friday night when they take on Shadron State right here on the team, CMU Sports Network. All right, we're still looking for the uh, the winner to text in their name yeah. for the number game, please. They got eight minutes. I replied back to them. They have until nine. Otherwise, yeah. we're, we're moving on. We have a couple of other correct answers that came in after, but before I gave out the right answer, if that makes any sense. Sure. So we're waiting for the name. We got eight minutes left. And you have a text in your inbox if you get texted in the guess. Uh, one from Kenny this morning. Uh, let's see. I, I tell you this about Harbaugh. Maybe he is a part owner of a variety of clubs in the greater Ann Arbor area, like his buddy Herb. It might be. You never know what kind of weird stuff Jim Harbaugh's into. Could be. I don't know. But that's why they're mm-hmm. doing what they're doing. They're they're going to make sure that you know that if Harbaugh ends up being the the guy or certainly a candidate for the job, that there hopefully will not be any surprises. Oh, it looks like we uh, we have we, a name, Michael. Yeah, very good. Congratulations. And now, ladies and gentlemen, the winner of the contest. It's another winner on the Team Sports Network. Yes, congratulations to Michael, first-time texter. At least on this system, it could he could have had a long-ago text account with us, but uh, we don't have that system anymore. First time to this system, Michael correctly guessing three for the number game. All right, well done, Michael, and uh, thank you. And for those listening today, Happy New Year. Great to be back with you today on this Monday, Jim. And the Buckeye Boy from the Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios, the most trusted name in automobiles. A lot of things to talk about. Nikola Jokic helping to lead the Nuggets to a big win over Boston last night. Best team in the NBA in terms of record. And the Nuggets uh, get the win last night. Broncos lose a close one to the Chiefs. They have now dropped 15 straight to Kansas City. Things you liked about yesterday's game. Things you didn't like about the Broncos' loss to the Chiefs. Also the report from Mike Florio, Pro Football Talk, that the Broncos have reached out to Jim Harbaugh to interview for the Broncos head coaching job. So your reaction to that as well, text or call us, Chick-fil-A breakfast team phone line, 970-242-1340. And coming up next hour, you know, we sadly, we left somebody out of our conversation of best stories 
from 2022. Yeah. A team over at Colorado Mesa that won a national championship. Oh, we did, didn't we? That we should have talked about. I mean, obviously, cycling's had great success, but this this is one of the, uh, the, ah, one, of the one of the team sports. And actually, the guy that coaches this team, we work with his sister, and we forgot to mention this, and we will mention this coming up next hour. Do you do you know who I'm talking about? It's the beach volleyball team, right? That would be correct. And uh, Mile High Sports, they have the magazine. Of course, they have the mm-hmm. radio side of it. Cody Rourke joins us every Wednesday, Talk Broncos, that they had their year-end publication out. Uh-huh. And two Colorado Mesa coaches were up for College Coach of the Year in the state of Colorado. Nice. We'll tell you who those guys were. Coming up in just a little bit. Text or call. Neither one of them won, unfortunately. The guy that won, eh, deservedly so. We'll put it that way. Not a big um, big debate about why he ended up winning College Coach of the Year with Mile High Sports. But we'll have that coming up next hour. Plus your text, your phone calls, Chick-fil-A breakfast team phone line, 970-242-1340. Jim Davis Show on the team, Sports Network.